justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. All right, we're back. Uh, some internet issues. You know, I don't know where that last part's going to cut off at because I thought I made some really fire points after I said the thing about the Steve Kerr thing. And I don't know, you know, whatever. Shit happens. Honestly, was there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about on episode nine or can we move over, over to episode 10? We can move. Yeah. Uh, oh, Bison Daily. They didn't talk about Bison Daily. At all. No. Poor Bison. Bison Daily, also known as Brian Williams, mm-hmm. was really good for them. Again, yep. yams on Carl yeah. Malone in that series has a crazy yam on them. Yep. Um, you could argue was better than for, for them than Dennis Rodman was in that series. And uh, and is killed by his brother in 2002, or, or I think 2002, something like that. Uh, is murdered by his brother. His brother's in jail. Um, obviously. Uh, R.I.P. Bison Daly. You know, for some reason, I always knew, I don't know, because Bison Daly had some some issues too. You yeah, know what I mean? And, and for some, yeah, for some reason, I had, I always had some affinity towards him. And now that I've gotten older and I'm a little bit more off the reservation, I, I feel more in tune to Bison Daly. So shout out to him wherever he's at. All right. Jump to episode 10. Um, MJ listens to Kenny Lattimore. Yep. Dude, I told you. A little Kenny Lattimore. Uh, well, he's bumping that. He's he is he's bumping to Kenny Lattimore like I was bumping to DMX. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I thought he was listening to Stop Being Greedy or something the way he was nah, going nah, at he that. He was jolly, bro. Yeah, he yeah, was so he was jolly. Too happy, too happy I, to listen to DMX. I he had them gigantic joints. Like AC was like. So and, and no, it, it, I'm sorry, Vic. It's funny because nobody ever knew how to not awkwardly hold a CD player. And MJ also falls victim to it because he's kind of walking in like this, you know what I mean? And it's just very awkward. Uh, go ahead, Vic. I'm sorry. So the the editors and producers of the doc, <clears throat> what they did was they 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 lip read, they lip read, lip read, mm-hmm. and then they and they also played Kenny Lattimore tracks over over it to find yeah. out which one he was listening to. Wow. So yeah, they yeah, because the they never- song. They never, they never pointed it out because in the documentary, he says it's not out yet. Right. You know what I mean? Which, listen, it's funny because so, so Kenny Lattimore is to Michael Jordan what Kendrick Lamar is to LeBron James, apparently. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> yeah. Sorry, MJ. Like, LeBron takes the win on that one. Yeah. Um, yep. But, uh, oh, sorry, I, I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, to, to, because you, to what you just said about the producers made me think. Apparently, they finished episode 10 on Thursday. Yep. Um, yeah, the last few episodes they were still editing as yeah. the, as it was airing, which makes me wonder if they fit in the little Jerry Krause love piece because they had realized how shitty Jerry Krause had looked for the first eight or nine episodes, and at the end they said, "Hey, maybe we should give Jerry some credit." So, so there's like that quick montage of everyone saying, "Like, listen, this doesn't happen without Jerry Krause um, building this team." At least, I don't know. It just feels it feels like a natural thing to do. But also yeah. a lot, a lot of the footage from '98. I don't feel like it was sincere. Oh, why you say that? Uh, like when Phil Jackson is bringing up Kraus during the parade. Mm. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I don't feel like he's actually giving him props. I feel like, hey, remember that fucker who's gonna make us all uh, leave? There yeah, he is. Yeah, he's yeah. right over there. Shout out, shout out to you, yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think though too about that is I think back then people maybe thought phil was being sincere because yes. when you when you look at how phil is 
in the scope of that lens, everything seems that way. But looking at him now, it's more. Oh, these were all slights. It's all a correct. Slight. Correct. Everyone, correct. clap it up for fucking Jerry yes. Krause, the Hobbit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I mean, it could have been where, you know, like, and Reiser said this that you know, like when they were at the parade and whatnot. The vibe is just so like mm-hmm. insane and thankful. So like it might be in that moment where it wasn't. It might have not been as. I mean, it could have, but mm-hmm. more than likely was. But it could have just been where it was like, look, he he, Phil Jackson was already kind of at peace, yeah. like of knowing it was done. So you know, he was just like, whatever. You know, I'm gonna be happy. I'm not gonna let anything bring me down. I mean, it could have been a slight though too. So let's go a step further though with that about Phil Jackson being at peace. Because I had a little realization when I was watching this, uh, and you know me, I'm I'm I'm, you know, crazy or whatever. So I like to look deeply into things. At one point, I actually kind of blamed Phil for the end here, because and, and, and listen, Reinsdorf says that we offered him to come back. Yeah. Right. Phil says that Reinsdorf offered him to come back. Yeah. Phil says no. If it was that special to Phil. Or we know Kraus fucks up in the first place. Okay? Mm-hmm. We know that. But if it was that special to Phil, and if Phil really wanted to stick around, why didn't... And we don't know whether this happened or not, but it seems to me like... Okay, let me step back. Do you think Phil told the players this? Do you think the players knew that? That Ryan Zorf offered Phil to stay? No. No. He, isn't that – I mean, listen, this is in line now. Again, considering what we know about Phil Jackson now, isn't that kind of – You know what, though? I can't blame him because the thing is, if you're in that position, it's like the – like I equate it to you being a, like in a relationship mm-hmm. and someone just playing, playing games with you mm-hmm. and – you know, and saying, hey, we're going to break up, we're going to break up. You, you know, you go through this big breakup, and then it's like, oh, no, I'm just kidding. Let's, let's try this again. It's, it's, you go through this, like, emotional, and this whole time he's been preparing for the end, and now it's like, oh, let's do it again. Mm-hmm. Like, that's rough, man. That's rough mentally, you know, like, because you're, you're not pacing yourself to go that longer. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what his process was before that, but, you know, it, it's, you know, it, I can't blame him, man. That's like playing games, you know, like, well, like, oh, one more year. Like, I, I, I just can't fathom why that was cool with Reinsdorf. Like, like not asking. I think I would have asked, too, even if I botched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You still got to try, you know. Yeah. But to, to, you know, tell a man you're done. And then, hey, do you want another one? Like, come on now. I don't know. I, I, I can't really blame Phil for saying no. So a, this is why it definitely didn't happen. Because that team was not going to be the same team. Mm-hmm. They were going to release Robin. You mm-hmm. can't keep him on. Nope. You can't. He's a fucking maniac. Mm-hmm. Scotty Pippen was not going to sign for one year. Yep. He, he was owed tens of millions of dollars mm-hmm. for, his, for his play. And they weren't going to pay him for past performance. And, that's, and this is the thing that we're forgetting is even in the doc, Reinsdorf admits it would have been a rebuild. Correct. Why the fuck are we going from NBA champions to rebuild? Yeah. Because yep. you don't want to pay Scotty. Mm-hmm. That's all it came down to. Mm-hmm. 
they, I don't care what they say about Robin. You can go out and find, and if you, if you, and like, uh, there's some other people in the media, I'm not going to say who, that claim they've gone through all the free agent lists and say, oh, there wasn't another guy like Robin out there. What the fuck? What are we misforgetting here? Yeah. Robin's two points and 10 rebounds. Yeah, there's definitely somebody else out there who could do that. And if not, you can trade away Rodman for something, right? Yeah. They, they release his dumbass. He was definitely not going to be on the team. Scotty's definitely not going to be on the team. It would have been Michael and a bunch of scrubs mm-hmm. and Phil. Neither yeah. of those guys want that situation. Mm-hmm. Fair so enough. I'm not, I don't believe it. Like, I, I'm much more in line with Michael where he looks at and he's like, this is, this is bullshit. Like, you, mm-hmm. you, this wasn't a real offer. This mm-hmm. is just a safe face. This is just so you can say later. Thank I tried to bring him back, mm-hmm. but he didn't want to come. Of course, he didn't want to come to win fucking 30 games after winning, a cha- winning three straight championships. Of yeah. course not. You gave him the offer that he had to refuse. Yeah. Fair enough. And, and I think Reinsdorf, he doesn't come right out and say that, but I think he's thinking Dennis Rodman when he says that these guys were not going to be worth the value of their contract anymore. It, was dimin- uh, it, had, it had already approached the line of diminishing returns. And it wasn't worth it. And I think that's directed to Rodman because, again, like the way this documentary points out is that Rodman is still super-duper effective at this point in his career. And as we broke down on here, on this very podcast, he really isn't. Um, yeah, they could have found guys. Again, Bison Dayway came in that motherfucker pitching heat. You know what I mean? But <laughs> and, like, yeah. from all accounts, though, he's really referring to Pippen. But probably from all accounts that I've, yeah. that I've read and heard, they're saying they're not going to pay Pippen mm-hmm. for past performance. They're not yeah. going to give him a $70 million contract. They did not believe that he was worth that. Fair enough. And that's, that's why they've sucked. They sucked like shits before Michael. Yeah. They've sucked shit after Michael. Correct. They've been cursed. They were cursed. Like, like, be, not cursed. The owner doesn't want to spend money. They're cursed. They're yeah. Cursed. He wants yeah, to no, spend no money. It's a curse. It's yeah, a curse. no, no. And the thing is, they, you lucked out. Mm-hmm. You lucked Correct. out with Jordan. Correct. And so yeah. all of a sudden, you became, you became like a... A guru or something like that. Y'all messed up. Y'all yeah. messed. Up. I mean, he still drafted Scotty coming out of like a Division two school. Like, oh no, no, that's he deserves credit, right? But the thing yeah. is, is like, the, the, at the end of the day, right? Is Kraus became the villain, but he doesn't own the team. Correct. Reinsdorf right. didn't want to pay the money, and it's right. ridiculous to think that giving Michael another thirty million dollar contract. I don't. I don't. I, I Scotty probably wanted out no matter what, which is yeah why I don't even think this works in hypothetical, but let's just say in, in the case that Michael presented at the end of the doc, that all those guys have been willing to, to sign one year contracts. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a world you can bring Robin back, but let's say you find a, a, replace, a replacement player, mm-hmm. right? All those guys play for one more year. You, you can't tell me you're still not making a profit. Mm-hmm. It is, I don't care what the fuck you pay Michael or Scotty. Yeah. You're still making hand over fist having those guys play on your team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole NBA. Yeah. Oh, NBA was. We learned when LeBron left Cleveland, I think that was the most famous version of this happening, that the valuation of a team could drop hundreds of millions of dollars. You know what I mean? That the Cleveland Cavaliers could go from worth being worth 900 million to worth 700 million just because LeBron leaps. You know what I mean? And the whole economy of the city was affected by it. Yeah, correct. Uh, And to get to your point, even though I, I do think too, Maybe, maybe, maybe this is caping a little bit. That that at this point in the '90s, maybe owners don't completely understand 
how powerful an NBA player yet because the, the effect of MJ is still relatively new. You know what I mean? It's 10 years old. Maybe they don't completely understand. I don't know. Just maybe making an excuse. I don't know. I don't know. Just throw oh, it he, re- he retired and 300 media members from across the country That's showed true. up. That's a fair. day, a day with no advance. That's fair. Yeah, they yeah. showed up that morning. Yeah, he yeah. knew. He's just, he's just a fucking. Yeah, he's a chief. As dude. Well, I mean, and and don't, and I might be wrong, but you know, I I was under the impression that like, even um, what's his name, Sterling, you know, the Clippers were trash for mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was still making money. Oh, for sure. On a trash team. Yeah. On a trash team. Yeah. For so long. But and that's because he wasn't paying anybody. Nobody exactly. Was, I mean, besides yeah. the fact he was a piece of shit, he yeah. refused to pay anybody. Right. So everybody would just leave, but you keep everybody on minimum contracts, you're gonna yeah. fucking make money. Yeah, he but essentially he, was a businessman, not a sports, yeah. not a sports and, guy. And that's a, it's even further than that because the, the one of the reasons why you know they talk about the fraternity of NBA owners. Well, for some people, it's not about, and I think this is probably what makes it even harder to get to to, to buy a team because. No, Adam Silver and the Board of Governors don't want to give a team to a guy like Donald Sterling who, oh, you only want to you want to spend seven hundred million for this team because you know that every single year, no matter what, you turn a profit, right? That's what the process seventy sixers learned. Right. One of the things that Josh Harris and them, they're gonna turn a profit no matter what. You're never gonna lose money if you own an NBA team. It's it's almost impossible uh to, to own one of the NFL, NBA to lose money. Um they want guys who are going to do it honestly and build the not not just buy a team to to gain profit, but buy a team to add value right. to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, while we're here, let's talk about it. Do the '99 Bulls win a championship? Yep. Okay. So so I need I need some some things premised for me. The same team comes back. The same exact team. Same exact team. Yep. Uh, I would lean. Yes, but it's not an overwhelming one like Fred is giving because mm-hmm. by that point, I don't know what the fuck Dennis Rodman is going to do. Mm-hmm. Because it's that it's the, it's the strike and then you have the 50 games. Mm-hmm. Where like, that, if you ever go back and watch 99, the year 99 basketball, mm-hmm. it is ugly. Yeah. It is fucking ugly. That's the one thing that these other guys don't, are not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Like it is not, it's actually not that great of a basketball and so there's two sort of camps where people are like teams that know what they're doing and have their routine and like have the same guys. They have an advantage where oh, but the other side was the young guns with the fresh legs actually had the advantage. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure the truth lies somewhere in between those two things. But my thing is, is, is Robin. I don't, I don't think you can trust Robin at all, especially – if there's only 50 games, by that point, he probably assumes the season's over mm-hmm. and is, like, getting twisted every fucking day. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what he shows up, like, during camp. And they're playing, like, four or five consecutive games. Like, mm-hmm. they, they squeeze those 50 games in. Yeah. I just, I just don't know how much effort you're going to get out of him because you see over the that, that's that th- second three-peat, every single season, he gives less and less of a fuck. Yeah. Like to go and wrestle. Yeah. In the fucking when you're while you're in the finals. That is wild. Yeah. yeah. That is yeah. wild. That is so fucking mind blowing crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And I and yeah. I and I know that Robin was like that's what his thing was to be crazy and like come look at me. Mm-hmm. But that's fucking crazy. Like 
that, that any team even signed him after that is kind of crazy to me. Mm-hmm. So okay. I, I think I, I would say yes, just because it's Michael. It's a short at all. And Michael doesn't cut his hand, right? Are we also saying that if he cuts his finger, he doesn't start the season. Then yeah, then my answer changes. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Okay. Well, if he doesn't injure his hand, cutting a cigar, mm-hmm. then I would say yes. But if I was giving it like a percentage, I say like sixty-five percent chance that they win, while giving a thirty-five percent chance that they lose. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident because I'm thinking that that Knicks, that Knicks team, mm-hmm. like I don't know how challenging that team would have been for the Bulls, like a Bulls in that present state, yeah. you know, like what they had Latrell Sprewell, Larry Johnson, like mm-hmm. I mean. I actually wanted the Knicks to win that that uh, series for some reason. I don't know why, um, but the uh, I think the Bulls would have beat them, and yeah. it wouldn't have been as hard. And so with a, a smaller with a, I mean that was one of the things that Jordan was struggling with. You know, just taking that whole burden of a whole season plus like the you know the intensity of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Seeing that, you know, I could I could see him. You know, the the team just getting you know when it came down to it, just buckling down and winning another one. Yeah. I, uh, well, one thing about the Dennis Rodman thing going to, um, to wrestle, I think too, is a testament to how big wrestling was at that time. I think now it, it, it sounds crazy no matter what. And I'm not about to defend Rodman's actions, but at that time, wrestling was like way oh, was fucking amazing. bigger. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like that was like, it was amazing. It, time. it wasn't that crazy to see, Dennis Rodman, Russell, to the team, obviously, it's fucking insane. But also, to the team's credit, this is why they had Rodman, was because they knew they could handle this. Because MJ, Scott, you see all these guys in practice, they're like, oh, hey, Dennis is back. You know what I mean? It's not a big deal. It, it almost feels like everyone else is making a bigger deal than the team makes it. They just know that this is his antics, this is who he is, whatever. We're going to rock with it. Um, yeah. But I don't think they win. Yeah, I don't think they win. I don't necessarily buy into any school of thought that the younger team or the older team wins. I just think that four years of going to the finals, of being intense as shit, sure, MJ is going to MJ in the finals. That doesn't mean Scotty is going to Scotty. That means that Dennis Rodman is diminished. Luke Longley now has to guard a a still effective uh, 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 still effective David Robinson. Robinson. David Robinson. And Rodman's going to guard the greatest power forward of all time. It's one of, it's a great what if, right? Because one of two things happens. And this is why it makes it difficult for me because this is two of my favorite players ever. My favorite player, Tim Duncan, against one of my favorite players, MJ. And Mm -hmm. what makes the what if great is that for me, right, it's always been the player of the 2010s has always been Tim Duncan. You know what I mean? It's Timmy. Timmy is the great player of the 2010s. He is the one who ushers, he carries the MJ flame. It's not Kobe. Kobe does it in a billboard way. But Timmy yeah. does it in the way of the spirit, in the spirit of the word way. You know what I mean? Um, and it would be great to have seen either MJ literally pass the torch to Tim to Tim win his first championship. Or, you, you know, you just – or Timmy loses and learns from then on. You know what I mean? Who knows what happens then? Um, none of those right. teams were great. That Knicks team it obviously famously loses Patrick Ewing and then makes it to the finals. 
um, off the Larry Johnson right. four-point play. And this is part of the point because Larry Johnson at this point is older and out of shape yeah. kind of, and he's, yeah. like, he's thick. He's thick he was thick. looking rough. He's thick with four Cs, you know what I mean? And facial he's hair. He's like Sean Kemp. Thick. Yeah. It's like the, the gold tooth grew into his whole the rest of his demeanor. You know what I mean? He was no longer looking right. Um, no. And he's on one leg. You know, he's, jump he's no more. Yeah, he's literally on one leg at this point. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I just think that 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 is just the beginning of the greatest of one of the great franchises of all time. And I don't right. know that that the Bulls overcome overcome yeah. that. I, yeah. I think you're wrong. Yeah, you can think I'm wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's, Michael, Jordan. I it's the, Michael Jordan. The yeah. the, ma- the matchup is just not favorable. I would have I, said it after the championship, though. I would not have said that before the championship because then MJ is going to hear me say that and is going to ruin Tim Duncan's life. You know what I mean? I don't want that to happen to my my precious Timmy. <laughs> You know what I mean? Not a great right. matchup, though. Two big guys that can give them hell. Yeah, there's no yeah, and again, as we learned, Dennis Rodman couldn't stop Karl Malone. He really offers no resistance to Karl Malone in the finals. Uh, are we expecting nah, him to offer? He gets in his head. Yeah, he gets and, in his he gets in his head, and like you can't do that to Tim Duncan. Yeah, you can't. As as Timmy's proven over and over again, and because you know, I think as as competitors, right, people who compete, you. If you're trash, you can't really get into my head. You know what I mean? I'm just going to trash you. You're, you're just yeah. going to make it worse for you. Right. But if you are my equal and right. you're talking shit to me, that's a little bit different. That's going to bring a little fire out of me. Maybe you can get in my head in that right. scenario. You know as, what I mean? As long as you're secure. And that's the thing. that that's what, that's what really brought to light with all these other guys was how insecure they were. Mm. Like, to, to, for Carl Malone to let Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. Get in his head every fucking game, like, and it's funny, like, those those things they showed uh, were like they're tripping each other up the up the floor yeah. and they fall three I times. Yeah, like I've that the that 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 game six. Yeah. I've watched that game so many times, and that that every time it's crazy. To, it's so funny because mm-hmm. it's like Carmelo, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like the least important guy on their offense. Mm-hmm is keeping you on the other side of the floor mm-hmm. away from playing defense. Mm-hmm. Why are you not even, why, why are you even entertaining him? Yeah. I don't like understand. So pointless. I, I, I'm so confused at the chain of events. Every time I watch it, I don't know who's tripping who the entire time. You know what I mean? It just did like a tumbleweed going away <laughs> in the night. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what is happening here? The last one, Robin definitely trips uh, Malone because Instead of getting up and turning around trying to walk away, he gets up and immediately starts to pretend to fall again until Carl falls on him again. Oh, man. And then they do the whole slap ass thing. Yeah. And, and that's not the – they do it multiple times. Yeah, they, yeah, They yeah. go back and forth slapping each other's ass. Yeah, like, yeah. you're Carl Malone, the guy who just won the MVP, and this is Dennis Rodman. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're, you're, you're saying he's at your level by yeah. doing all this shit with him. Yeah, their, their ass slapping is is the equivalent of the meme of the two guys that are giving each other the finger on the street. You know what <laughs> I mean? That they just keep walking up to each other, giving each other the finger harder. That's yeah. essentially what happens there. Yeah, that video, that video is crazy. I like that video. Um. So yeah. Oh, there was the one moment where MJ comes to practice, and he says, "I got up, I stretched, had a couple beers, played the piano, and one cigar." Yeah. 
which is can be a good game day. Now we're what, no yeah, wonder you have uh, uh, stomach bugs. You know so what I mean? Fucking wild! <laughs> like, like he's he shooting around like like my fucking players shoot around. Yeah, at practice. Yeah, like he yep. does not give a shit that this is the finals. Like I, I was talking to somebody who like didn't really play sports growing up, um, and but I like I love him, and I was like, yo, like I he like smokes cigars like right after games and like mm-hmm. would drink, and he's like. Yeah, well, I don't think it's that crazy. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. He has to play again in like a day and a half. Yeah. Like, like yeah. of course it's crazy. And it's because like if we played basketball, he'd want to mm-hmm. go to a bar and drink beer. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The difference is, is like it's not the NBA finals, bro. Correct, like, correct. It, it's just wild to me that all of this – and you know that he's telling the truth. He's not bullshitting you. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and I think it was episode – is either nine or eight. Where he's in the when he's in like uh, is it the Ferrari the, the whatever car has the air has the air um, uh, plate he's smoking a cigar mm-hmm. on the way to play a game yep. with Ahmad Rashad in the in the car yep. room and then I heard Ahmad Rashad you, you guys listen to this podcast it's called the Steam Room with EJ mm-hmm. and Charles Barkley Ahmad Rashad talked about before games all the time anytime he had a he was doing a game, covering a game for NBC. Mm-hmm. Him, Michael, Phil, and like a few other people would go into a room. They find an empty room in the arena mm-hmm. and smoke cigars before games. That's just crazy. It's so wild. That's just crazy. I, 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 I yeah. That's I'm down for a day after I smoke a cigar. Like my body <laughs> just says fuck you. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I don't know if it's just because I'm trying to get healthy, and now my body every time I do something that's a little unhealthy, my yeah. body makes me pay for it extra. You know what I mean? It gives me the finger literally. I mean, I mean, I smoked, I smoked a, a Cuban um, Cohiba mm-hmm. like three, four days ago, and I was fine. But I couldn't imagine like that might be my pregame activity. Yeah. Like, I couldn't imagine that. Yeah. And that goes, I think that goes to show how far athletes have come, how far athletes were when MJ first came into the league, again, to right. the cocaine circus, right. uh, to how athletes are today. Like LeBron, I don't think LeBron puts a dirty thing in his body at this point. You know what I mean? That's Even true, if, but a lot of guys smoke weed. Yeah, but weed is, is not dirty necessarily. I don't think they're smoking on Philly blunts. You know what I mean? I don't think they're here <laughs> puffing weed on a Philly blunt. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but like, what I'm saying is like a cigar compared to weed – is hor- is horrible. Cigars are horrible. Weed is just a grass. Yeah, but you're an inhaling smoke. Yeah, but, but you're, it's, it's not equal. You light man. something on fire. It's two different kinds of smoke yeah, you're inhaling though. Yeah, it's not the same. Like tobacco, tobacco is like seasoned and they do all the types of stuff to it. They wrap it. The wraps themselves have other type type of chemicals. Like they won't kill you. Mm-hmm. But like if you smoke and, and like he smoked like thirty inch cigars. Yeah, as you like, see at the end of the documentary, enormous. Yeah, it's like that's like I don't even know, like twenty, thirty cigarettes. Like there's like so much tobacco in that, and like if you smoke on a blunt, it's not even the equivalent. But also like a blunt is a, a, a they took back in the day they used to take the wrapper, you used to gut a cigar. And what do you? What do you? What are you? I, what are you, I'm what aware. Are you rolling up with ounces? Like you took an ounce <laughs> of weed and rolled it into a thirty-inch. I'm, I'm aware, bro. But I'm saying that this, you didn't use the the Churchill fucking yeah. cigar. You used fucking know. Swisher Sweets, which are cigarellos. Yeah. And, and not, even, not back in the day, bro. 
They used to take Philly Dutch, crack it. No, I get you. I get you. But a Philly, even after you make it, even after you make it, it's it's way thinner than when the cigars. Listen, I don't know what kind of weed you've been smoking. Fred, you must be buying (laughs) kilos of weed (laughs) from Boston George. My man got Boston George on speed dial (laughs) and is rolling up these joints. Like, what the fuck? Like yeah, the but- amount of weed it would take to put into that Churchill for it to be a Churchill still, right? You, no, no, but you don't you don't get it. These guys, they're not we're we're talking about we have there's like mad potheads, right? And also, play- and also we don't know of any great players that smoke weed before the game. We really don't know that. You're saying that, yeah, these guys smoke weed, sure. Right. But I don't know that LeBron James is showing up with a Churchill of weed and it's just puffing away James before a game. I don't huh? think LeBron James smokes. I don't, I don't think, think he does a damn thing wrong. Yeah, no, he definitely – well, he does smoke cigars, but in the offseason. Yeah, and even when he does it, it's like mad like – it's not how I smoke cigars. You know what I mean? No, no, you smoke five cigars at a time like a maniac. Yeah, correct. You go into an ashtray and pull out – And start pulling out butts of cigars. <laughs> Let me get that butt right there. No, but it's, it's just not the same. Like, it's, you, you can – you take marijuana right out of the ground and you smoke it. Mm-hmm. Tobacco that's in a cigar – has a lot more stuff done to it. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a manufacturer. Um, yeah. So anyway, to to end that conversation, MJ smoked cigars with a loss of Tim Duncan. Um, <laughs> got it. We see MJ's kids. Oh, I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. But uh, how wholesome was that, huh? That felt it, good. It was so pointless. They're yeah. literally there just to be like, yeah. Jazz fans suck. Yeah, yeah. Where's that my check it. at, Dad? You know, that, that, yeah. That's get crazy. me the fuck out and, of here. And then, and then his daughter, Jasmine, just like I was young. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh fuck, this was so pointless. You know, Jason. Thing is, like, I I want to give a lot of credit to the director, mm-hmm. um, because like like you said, like for real, like die diehard fans like us that knew a lot already, this can feel a lot like propaganda. Mm-hmm. But I think he did a relatively good job. But like he. Definitely didn't have to put his kids in there. And I've learned since that he's actually, like, good friends with Jordan's kids. Oh, he okay. definitely just threw that in there just because – not I don't want to say that. But I feel like a lot of that had to be, like, because he was cool with them. Yeah. Like, if, if he didn't know them personally, I don't know how much that really added to the documentary at all. Yeah, I you didn't know? see a point. No, it was, it was super pointless. I heard in another interview, though – Jasmine's talk about her mother and why she's on the documentary and she's like oh my mother lived it I don't know like yeah. nah that's definitely not why she's not in it it's yeah. because she tried to divorce your dad twice before she actually did it yeah and he was and, he, and, and Michael was doing the shack he was having affairs and then paying these women off yeah and not go public mm-hmm. yeah so let, let's not get it twisted they're, yeah, they're, not, they're not together anymore and one of the yeah. things you hear about, like, his wife, I think that's where, you know, to me, is something that um, does take a shine off of that. Because, you know, for especially knowing that he he um, has his hand in this, mm-hmm. the fact that he wouldn't want his family more in mm-hmm. this stock. And the reason – and I think he couldn't because yeah. that would have taken off – some of the luster because them kids can't say that he was there. No. You know, like if we think, let's put it this way, Space Jam, that production of Space Jam, mm-hmm. no way he saw his kids. No. You know, I, you know, he was basically, he said, they said in the morning, it takes months 
you know, for for movies to be made. And this yeah. guy was working all day and then would go gym, basketball, all that, that for like uh, weeks and weeks and weeks straight. So, you know, the fact that that was it, I think it was insulting, you know, like for the kids. I, if I was the kids, I would have been like mad. But, you know, the thing is, one of the things I hear about Juanita is that, you know, one of the things that kind of he, Jordan liked about her was that she wasn't on his, like she, she was almost hard to get. Like he pursued her mm. and then all this uh, weird stuff happened. You know, they kind of had a weird relationship. Um, but you know, she ran that family, you know, mm-hmm. she, she did what she did. She you held know, it down. She held it down. And, um, you know, I think it was all for, you know, and then that, that allowed Jordan to do a bunch of stuff, but I can't, I can't imagine Jordan being the, you know, the greatest and most present father, Yeah. you know? So, but I think those kids, they'll, you know, they ride for their pop, you they know, cause to. was it Jeffrey Jordan, you know, like, uh, Je- it's Jeffrey, right? The yeah. the second youngest. His team, his team in college, UCF, they lost a whole contract mm-hmm. because of him not being saying he'll wear Adidas. Yeah, like that's crazy. Yeah, you know, it, it's like dumb. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. How he, he how entitled a, are you? Yeah, and he he was a walk on. Mm-hmm. Like why? Like so, yeah, like a preferred walk on or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a walk on. He didn't. He wasn't even a scholarship player. I don't even know no. why they even gave a shit. It's funny. There's so much here. So uh, Juanita dated another Bulls star, and I'm blanking yeah. on his name right now. I'm, I'm gonna try and look it up uh, in, a, in a second. He date. She dated another Bulls star before Michael was in the league. So like she was like known, mm-hmm. but she was she was kind of given more respect than like than like she wasn't considered a. Um, yeah, she wasn't a like grouping. a. A she wasn't yet, considered she was a group. Like probation, she was like something, mm-hmm. like she had like a respectable job. Yeah. So, and she was older than Michael too, or she is yep. older than Michael. So, it was seen as like, at first, kind of like her helping him figure out how to be a professional. But he definitely like, they were definitely fucking up. And then, but his mom hated her. Mm. His mom hated Juanita, and. They didn't get married until after uh, Marcus was was born. Okay. Or the whatever the first son, I think first son of the Marcus. Um, like she was pregnant, and like the mother made him take a Dolores made Michael get a paternity test, mm. but she didn't believe it. Jesus. And when they did get married, they eloped. They went to Vegas. Okay. Yeah, MJ's preferred uh, destination. Yeah, so there wasn't like a, a fanfare wedding with family and all that. It was like he got drunk and was gambling, and he was like, "Let's do it tonight." Mm-hmm. They didn't even have a prenup agreement yet, mm. so they got a like a post marriage prenuptial or whatever that's called. It's, it's called something else when you get a uh, post marriage. A post nup, maybe something like that. But they you got one posting up on all these basketball players, so you know. I'm sorry. So so they got that, and it put a real strain on the relationship with the rest of his family because they they saw her as someone who just wanted his money yeah but yeah she tried to divorce him once he got her back the second time he did actually divorce her. he cheated mm-hmm. on her with a woman i can't remember her name was a white woman though mm-hmm. the one that she knew of yeah okay and he paid her like a hundred thousand dollars or something to to not but she, eventually she did talk 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. She came back to extort more money. Right. Yeah. And she did talk. Um, and then the second time she does actually divorce him, she gets $150 million in her settlement. Mm. Drake would have had a field day with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Drake would have had a whole other album based on that. Um, but maybe from Juanita's perspective, you know what I mean? Because that is Drake. No, yes. listen, yes. again, this is this is always this has been the point from from the beginning is that the, the reason why I think this is somewhat propaganda is because if you're telling the true story about MJ and you leave out his personal life, how he's not going to look that bad. His personal life is what really is fucked. You know what I mean? It's not like great. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's fucking rich, but but I mean this goes to the point that this dude is great at one thing. Now, not everyone, most people are not great at everything. You know what I mean? He's great at basketball and at being this fucking singularly focused competitor, but that is it. Other things have to suffer. Like most artists, like most, uh, uh, any great artist or great sports person, man, a lot of them have damaged personal lives. You know what I mean? In some, in some cases, the damage of their personal life is what lends to the greatness later, um, in sports or in their realm. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, probably should have left their kids out. You know, because the point is, you didn't touch any of it. You know what I mean? You didn't get into any of it. You could have just said, hey, by the way, he has a couple kids, man, but this is the end. Peace out. You know what I mean? 99 or whatever. 98. Let's go. Um, Rodman mispracticed to hit DDP with a chair. I wrote that down. You know what I mean? Because I immediately recognized Diamond Dallas Page. Um, Oh, (laughs) when Rodman is talking about his fuckery, I wrote this down. He talks about it like it's rebounding. You know what I mean? Because he's like, yeah, so I will go here. I'll pop up over there. And then I'll go there. I'll pop up over there. And I'm back over here. And then I'll pop up over there. You know what I mean? And I was sitting there. I was cracking up because I was like, yo, this is like him talking about his rebounding. He's just kind of popping up at different places. Um, yeah, let's – okay, so so let's get to the to, to the end of the episode, essentially, is is game six. Um, this is Scotty's best moment in the whole documentary, is we see Scotty with a fucked up back. Now, if anyone has ever hurt their fucking back, all right, and those of you who have fucked up backs know, and I talked about this on a podcast earlier talking about Ben Simmons and his back, because the idea at that time, you know, back in uh, pre, pre-COVID days, even though it wasn't really pre-COVID, it was, COVID was very obviously happening. We were just stupid. Um, I talked about how Ben would need months before he came back. You're not going to come back in a week from a fucked up back because when you hurt your back, you get weakness in your legs. And there's one, there's this one point where Scotty comes down with a rebound, takes a step and then immediately gives it up. And you see his body essentially shudder, his legs shudder and he drops his hips drop because you can just see he's, you go, his back is not working. His legs are now suffering. It's all going bad for him. Um, and this is a, just another MJ moment. You know what I mean? It's just another moment that's like the odds are stacked against him. MJ probably wouldn't have wanted it another way. He might have shot Scotty before the game just so he can have this, the odds stacked against him one more time. And But this is Scotty's best moment. Um, the, 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 the composition that they play, and this is credit to the director whose music choices throughout this documentary have been fucking fantastic. Aside from the bang of rap songs, but the composition, like the piano compositions, during the Scotty, showing Scotty is just like fucking heavy. You know what I mean? It, it brings Scotty back. It makes Scotty look better than he's, again, looked all documentary. Um, Bob Costas, his statement. So he says about the push-off. 
okay? Which mm-hmm. we, I've never thought was a push-off. Again, which, bring it back to episode nine, let's bring it to now, because I've seen people saying that, that pointing the push-off as if that's propaganda. Mm-hmm. As if nothing else has been propaganda. The push-off mm-hmm. is not propaganda because it's not a push-off. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Again, Byron is very clearly running full speed in one direction, <laughs> yeah. okay? And the way Bob Costas puts it is perfect. That he he equates it to a Mater D showing you to the table, and it's poetic because that's exactly what MJ does. He says, "Mr. Russell, here's your table. Now sit the fuck down, while I hit this banger of a shot to put you guys to rest and to top the top off my career." Um, that's it. That's all I got about Game Six. I mean, I, you know what I mean? What you got to say? Uh, so as far as oh, so the person she dated before Michael uh, Juanita is Reggie Theus. It came to me. Yes, I was yes, gonna yes, say yes. I was gonna say Artis Gilmore just because he had a mean Jerry curl. <laughs> no, no, man, Artis Gilmore was too er, too too old by that. Oh, point. too old, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was Reg- he? Yeah, he was. Uh, Reg- Reggie Theus is the guy she dated. Uh, so she was like known in NBA circles already as kind of like one of like the the dimes from Chicago. But anyway, as far as the push, yeah, so. If you rewatch it, especially in slow motion, like especially uh, from the back angle, the 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 one, I'm sorry, from, from the angle behind Russell, I'm sorry. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you see Russell's back, mm-hmm. um, the the B Biomechanics mm-hmm. uh, Twitter, they posted it a few times before the episode even aired, and and they redid it again because everybody was sort of like reiterating the point they were trying to make on this Twitter account is as you see. Um, in a slow motion, you'll see that Jordan's arm drops immediately after Russell keeps moving. Mm-hmm. And if I push somebody and I have force in my arm and muscles and my muscles are tense, my arm's not just going to drop. It's going to stay there until I pull it back. So it was kind of like he's just like his hand is kind of riding his hip. Mm-hmm. And then it drops immediately. It hits, actually hits Byron's leg. Mm-hmm. So that's all the that's all the physical proof you need. Yeah. Like if I push somebody, my arms don't just fall down immediately. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. And also, it's hard. You know, you need to be have some sort of strength to have a fully extended arm and be able to push a human being like this. Yeah. Like th- those type of muscles aren't. You know, you gotta be on some other level to push someone the way Byron. Uh, no, listen, and my and, and MJ is, is MJ is strong enough not to just move him necessarily but to to could he have added a, a little extra inertia to him going in that direction sure but this is also basketball and sports and that's exactly what sports is is in most cases you're trying to add inertia to the person's as an offensive line well, well you play defensive line but as an offensive lineman right as soon as a defensive lineman wants to spin or a defensive end wants to spin what do i want to do i want to add inertia to the side of his body so right. that he spins out of control and now he's just out of the play Right. You know what I mean? It's really not much different than that. If he even added that much force to it, uh, is not an illegal thing. The Reggie push off is a <laughs> Reggie. So he's famous for pushing off the sure. eight points in in thirteen seconds. My man pushes. Okay, <laughs> two hands. Yeah. It was, it was a. It was actually a. He like crashed and then pushed. It, it, <laughs> yeah, <correct. laughs> yeah. it, it wasn't just a. It's like a full-on collision. You yeah. know what I mean? They hit chest to chest, and yeah. then he benched them out. And yeah, then, yeah, correct. And then he did it. That's, you know. Correct. Correct. That, MJ he, with the grace of a fucking eagle. Yeah. You know, that the thing is, I, you know, 
I, I think part of the, you know, this thing is, it's been a ride, you know, watching all this and, you know, kind of re- reliving all that. But like that, that play, you know, I just remember it being like basketball is not going to be the same without, you know, when he did that shot, like I, everyone knew it, you know, I could tell you, you know, I think I said this in the, in the first episode, I, I, I remember even they put, they played, how's it going to be by third eye blind. Mm-hmm. Right in slow motion, it was like, "How's it gonna be mm. when you're not there?" And I'm like, getting like yes. emotional, you know, like, because I was like, "This is it," you yeah. know, "This is this is not." And I don't think to that point he didn't say like officially he wasn't coming back. He did not. Yeah, no, he didn't. But everyone knew it, you know, mm-hmm. even me knowing it, not even being in the full know of mm-hmm. everything that was going on, you know, I don't think I knew that Robin was, you know, NW and O and you know, NWO in it over there at, you know, yeah. WCW, you know, whatever. So, um, you know, it, it's just the, the, that's the way to, if you're going to go out, that's the, he, it was poetic, you yeah. know? And, you know, I love the part where they're like, so what were you thinking? They're like, get out the way. Yeah. Get out. The everybody way. was like, get out the way. Everyone, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody said, just, this yep. is his time. And like the fact that he could seal it the way he, he wanted to, the way mm-hmm. he felt like it was insane like it wasn't no steve kerr mm-hmm. they said it is no no paxton it was jordan was gonna end it and yeah this is you know i mean if you want to like theme it out you know and you know like you know if you say talk about black jesus i mean mm-hmm. that's you know when jesus dies mm-hmm. the last thing he says like this is it like let it be done and uh-huh. it's a wrap and that's what jordan essentially does does it and then it's the end mm-hmm. you know and everybody knows it yeah. Yeah. There's not, and if he's black Jesus, there's not even a doting Thomas on the other side, you know, maybe like, Oh, well, I guess Thomas. Don't they call him doting though? Don't they say no, doting Thomas? No, they do doting. So I've heard doting too. <laughs> doting is a word. So don't fucking act like doting is not a word. <laughs> doting. It's because he was doubting. Yeah. Whatever. Doubting Thomas, doting Thomas. It's all the same shit. Is that word when you say outlier? Outlier. It's like outliers. I thought yes. it was outlier. It is outlier. You don't understand I've been doing that on purpose for the last it's, four it's weeks? Been a, it's been a joke this whole time. Oh, my bad. I didn't know that that was his joke. I was like, yeah. and every time you said it, it made me cringe. Yeah. I literally made a joke to you about outlier is yeah. King Lear outside. Remember? <laughs> and you laughed at it for a My great... internet might have been out. You were laughing at it for a long time. Uh, oh, yeah, no, because I thought you were making a No, joke. but you know, Thomas could be doting. Um, it's extremely and uncritically fond of someone. You know? Okay. Doting Thomas, all right. In love with that's right. You learned something. New. Just dope, but it's also diet. doubting him this one time. Okay. Anyway, without a doubting Thomas on the other side, except for Byron Russell, who or Brian Russell, who or Byron Russell, who still believes that he was <laughs> that he was pushed off. Um, it, it's what something that is only reserved for the greatest basketball player ever could do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It. What greatness truly is to me, especially when it comes to sports, is when somebody does the thing that you script almost, that you would script in your own head, mm-hmm. and you see it play out in real life, and you almost can't believe it. Yep. And that's exactly how that last shot plays out. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? it's, he can will it. It's almost like Jedi type stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like where he, he can make it happen. And I might be wrong because <clears throat> I like in just, in, and I, when I see LeBron, mm-hmm. I feel like LeBron can take over any game he felt like it, but sometimes I feel like he doesn't will it. 
-hmm. You know, he he didn't will it. And Jordan did will it Mm -hmm. to happen. You know, he made it happen where LeBron might have waited too late. You know, he might have been too much on the outskirts. And if... And and I think that was the only thing. Like I when when I compare the two, I feel like, you know, LeBron is, you know, and he's number two in my book. But the only, the advantage is to Jordan because Jordan just made things happen, mm-hmm. and you knew it was gonna happen. Yeah. Whereas LeBron, you're like, I don't know, you know, like, yeah. dude, the confidence of any Bulls fan. Of any Chicago fan during those times, during that six-year run, mm-hmm. was like we're not losing. Like it, you could bet on it, mm-hmm. and it, you would just be like it, you had no doubt that Jordan was gonna not, gonna win you the game. Yeah, the closest comparison is Tom Brady. Uh, you know, yeah, that every almost. year you go in and you say well, we have him though, so we're fine. Um, so let's talk about that then. I don't want to go into a full LeBron thing because. Vic, you and I are going to have our LeBron versus MJ thing, maybe this week. Um, That's cool. Uh, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm not perfect. Okay. Hey, you can be on it if you okay, want, Fred. No, no, Listen, no, no, I'm trying to help okay. you out, Fred. All right? I'm okay. trying to consolidate okay. so that you don't have to, you know what I mean? That's okay. All right. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, so this is the point I wanted to, that I teased in episode nine to talk about now. LeBron's moment is the block. Right. What separates that moment? Now, now listen, let me blow that moment for a second because that fucking moment, I remember where I was, every single fucking thing I was doing when I saw the block. I've seen the block no less than 50 times and I still don't understand where LeBron comes from on the basketball. I know where he comes from on the basketball court. If you made me draw a diagram, I could tell you he's here when the play starts and then he ends up here. But the way it happens, I still don't quite know where he comes from. It's like he comes from a different dimension. It's like when 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 uh, when Cap is about to die, you know what I mean? And he hears in his ear on the left, and it's actually LeBron James coming to block Andre Iguodala. You know what I mean? In the last in the last Infinity War saga, it's one of the most breathtaking things I've ever seen. And to that point, I remember when that series started, and I don't know who I was talking. Vic, I might have talked to you about this or somebody else. I had said it looked like LeBron was jumping at a different level. I had not seen LeBron jumping this explosively all season. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, he's dunking from fucking – I mean, he's pulling down dunks from the top of the backboard. It just looks fucking crazy. And then that block happens, and I'm like, holy shit. But then the shot happens, right? And that shot is Kyrie's shot. It's Kyrie. So LeBron stacks the odds like we talked about. He stacks the deck right. so that he can win. And in the biggest moment of that finals, the three, the big three have the moment. LeBron has the block. Kyrie has the shot, which is one of the biggest shots in NBA history in the finals. I don't give a shit what you say. The Ray Allen shot is impressive, okay? Mm-hmm. But this is Kyrie going one-on-one against the MVP on the other side and saying, nah, fuck this, I'm a scorer. And then the MVP comes down, gets Kevin Love switched on him, and Kevin Love plays great defense. Steph tried to play it off saying – well, yeah, I wanted the three-pointer. But you know what? Yeah, Kevin Love knew that. Everyone in the arena knew you wanted the three-pointer, Steph, because you wanted it all fucking season. Kevin Love played great defense. Boom. Game six of MJ. Is MJ doing all three of those things by himself? Right. He takes LeBron's moment and does it alone. He scores the layup to pull him within one. He comes down, steals the ball from the, the last year's MVP. 
steals the ball on a play that was a guaranteed bucket almost all series, comes down, and so he has the block. Yes, he essentially has has LeBron's block and then Kyrie's shot all back-to-back, all by himself. And this is what makes LeBron LeBron. uh, I'm sorry, what makes MJ MJ. You know what I mean? Is that a lot of the moments that sum up or that brought LeBron his finals championships to glory, he's not necessarily involved in. The block is his. The Kyrie shot ain't his. Ray Allen's shot, not only is Ray Allen's shot not his, it's LeBron missing a bad three-pointer, Chris Bosh chasing down the rebound, and making the pass to Ray Allen, who hits the three-pointer to push them into overtime. You know what I mean? Now, he has, oh, you know what? He has the headband knockoff thing. That's a little side LeBron moment in the finals. His headband got knocked off. He kind of takes over at the end of that game. But yeah, sure. it's, it's that moment. You know what I mean? Those moments don't exist. You know what I mean? <laughs> Vic is not. When we do this podcast, it's going to turn into me arguing against Vic about why LeBron is so great. You know what I mean? I, could, I already sense it, which is why it's going to work. Even though we agree, we just ag- I agree that he's a higher two than Vic agrees. Vic thinks he's a two on the low end of the two spectrum. I think he's a two on the high end of the spectrum. <laughs> you you actually uh you should listen to uh what's that called now? The Jalen Jacoby. So like most of them aren't good anymore, but they talk <laughs> about the stupid ass. Yeah, because they're just Yeah, you should listen to this. It's not good. Listen but no, no, no. Quiet. Don't listen to the whole series. Like, they're not as good as they used to be. Like, when they was popped the trunk. Yeah, yeah. And they could do and say what they want, and now they're too mainstream, so they can't do all the things and say. But anyway, uh, I think it was because – oh, yeah, it's because ESPN put out that shitty list of 74 greatest players. And they, they talk about the top five, which I don't hate the top ten. I, I would switch yeah. some orders. We already talked about that. But yep. – he actually says he put LeBron fifth. And his reasoning isn't bad. I don't agree with it, mm. but it's just very interesting. Um, and I would say you should listen to that in preparation because the, the, the things that he puts into light, in, in particular about like the amount of years he's, that he's played in comparison to some of those other guys mm-hmm. and the success they've had versus him, I think can be uh, is, is interesting in the least. Yeah. That, listen, it's fair. My argument is also going to, you I don't want to set my argument, but, but yeah, the, the, the timing adds to his greatness, the time, the length adds to his greatness, but also some of the teams he's faced adds to his greatness. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be some of my arguments, some of my argument, you know what I mean? As to why he's number two. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Vic looks triggered by, by my wanting to yeah. say that. <laughs> Vic looks like he's ready to drop LeBron down to three or four at any given moment. <laughs> the drop of a hey, LeBron's going to be down to three or four. I actually think he's he's so much like the way that he plays mm-hmm. is much more magic. But like we even like but like kind of like his argument for greatness is actually much more Kareem. Yeah, I think he aligns up more with with Kareem as far as like this is why Kareem is great. I think LeBron is a lot the same way. Yeah, not like in a style of play, but just in like the the logical argument, the reason, yeah, 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 Yeah. the longevity, but also like the amount of finals, 
he Kareem wasn't always winning finals or being the MVP, but he was all but he was there a lot, yeah. being a big part of it. Yeah, being on really good teams, he didn't build those teams like LeBron did. But I think though they mentioned like it's just Michael is just so singularly himself. Yeah, and this is why so much after his playing time, we can still talk about him in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, people have never seen him play will defend him just because mm-hmm. of what like the cons- the consensus of the collective consciousness of every fucking person mm-hmm. who has lived mm-hmm. and heard anything about this person. Yeah. Yeah. One of the most famous. No, no, I, mean, I mean, the thing is you, you, they, I mean, they've seen LeBron mm-hmm. and they, you know, how many, you know, LeBron has been the, probably the best player in the NBA for, you know, you know, the last, what, I don't know, 10, 17 years. You know, yeah. So, Definitely not the last that, 17, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, you know. <laughs> he was the best player in 2003? Agreed to no, disagree. No, I'm definitely not. But, keep going, get yeah, to the no, He no. was the best player, you know, if, for, yeah. for, you know. The, a long the, time. For 10 yeah, years. A long time. Last, the last 12 years. Last 12. Yeah. And he hasn't, you know, he's been in, what, eight, eight finals. Hasn't won them all. Nine. You know, nine. Nine. Oh, my bad. So, nine finals. You know, that, I mean, that's a crazy, crazy stretch. Okay, yeah. okay, calm down, calm down, all right? Mr. Negative, my man is really just shooting it off. No, we but you said he's won three. Yeah, yeah he's, he's won three, three and seven. He's three, three and six, three and six. Yeah, so I forget my point, my bad. <laughs> There's too many interruptions. Oh, but they were all good points. They were all good points. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. Vic, you were like on my lane, and I forgot what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I threw in the roadblock because Vic was Vic was speaking Vic, Vic he was, out here. No, it wasn't even like that. He was Fred was trying to make his was, was he's been, he's been in, and, and 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 how many and, and he's been in nine. <laughs> nine. I, I, I he's only got he's won. won three of them. No, because because <laughs> Fred said he won and then blank. So yeah, I said yeah. he won three. Three, yeah. three of them. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, he's been the, the the best player, but from the people who you know, especially like the younger folk, mm. that's what they've seen. The greatest player, yeah. not win all all the finals that he's been in. Mm-hmm. So they've seen him get him get there, but not go you know over the you know not yeah. reach that you know not beat win those games. So they you could see that person as flawed, Correct. you know, in in that that terms. Whereas in Jordan, you know, it was like a clear pattern, mm-hmm. right? Where everyone's gonna say, you know, there was a probably a good chance that if he didn't retire the first time, he's winning those. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I mean, we we disagreed on the the following year, you know, for the '99 season. But you know, they're saying that you know there's possibility that he would have won another one. So, and and you know, people would could bet on that almost, mm-hmm. at least for those middle ones. Yeah, you know, where he was retired when he was playing baseball. Yeah, I don't know if he wins nine straight. I'll tell you that. You know what I mean? Like, let's say let's say he stays for the two years yeah, and then comes back. He's not winning nine straight. Bill Russell, when they were dominating the league, didn't win it's nine like, straight. You yeah, know what like I mean? Yeah, like 15 teams. Yeah, it's just, it's just too much. It's too, too, too fucking much to have one to, to win that much. Do they probably win four or five straight? Yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? I can see that happening. They beat the, the Rockets the following year. Maybe the Rockets come back and get one on them. And then that pisses off MJ more. And then MJ comes back and wins another three or something like that. But, yeah, um, you know, I just, I just, it's just, 
just is seemingly impossible. You know what I mean? To win nine straight. It's, it's impossible for have LeBron to have gone to as many straight as he went to. You know what I mean? It's a credit to him. Right. Um, well, the difference is like LeBron had to stack the deck to do all that. Right. So correct. like for, for it to happen sort of in a more natural setting is I would think not going to be able to happen. Like as the league expanded, mm-hmm. teams got smarter. They, they stopped, they stopped avoiding black people on their mm-hmm. teams for the, for, for the, the most part. Yeah. It's like, it's too competitive to do right. that. And eventually you just get burned out. Like Correct. he got so burnt out. He had to leave the league let yeah. alone lose a championship. Like, eventually yeah, yeah, he's going to yeah. take a mental toll. But he definitely would have been the NBA all-time leader in steals. He definitely I, – I don't I, – I, I think it's clear-cut he would have been the all-time leader in scoring. Yeah, for like, sure. he would have been – like, the, so the argument with, like, the statistical numbers with LeBron just drives me nuts because, like, LeBron didn't leave twice. Correct. <laughs> like, he didn't leave twice in his prime. He doesn't break a foot. Yeah. He doesn't spend three years in college. Yep. Yeah, all that. But but again, I mean, listen, LeBron only has – he has 200 and something games on MJ. I did the math earlier. LeBron just – in rebounds and assists is too much to to overcome because LeBron averages a lot of rebounds and assists. Um, The rebounds is a little bit closer than assists. um, But in points, MJ hasn't beat by a bunch of points. MJ hasn't beat – uh, if if you match their playoff games, uh, how many? Because LeBron at this point has played way more playoff games than MJ. But if if you compare the playoff games, same thing. MJ, I mean, thirty three points a game, still number one all time. Uh, yeah. In in, in uh, yeah, scoring average is is just ridiculous. Um, yeah, MJ's the goat. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. pretty much it after the documentary, yeah. right? Yep. Is there anything else you want to talk about, episode ten? I feel like the end of episode 10 could have been a tiny bit better. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Oh, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and, and I've read about that story. Um, so from what I've read about from, at least from, from Steve Kerr, when he, in, in the books I've read, Phil does this, and it wasn't like at the, it wasn't at the end of the season. It wasn't like after the finals. That it's at the, the beginning. The burning of the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it happened towards, happens towards more the beginning of the yep. season. And most of the guys, he says like half the guys don't actually prepare anything. Mm-hmm. Like they think like maybe he's not like being totally serious or like they don't want to seem that vulnerable mm-hmm. in front of each other. Um, but a few guys did, including Steve. And then the guys who didn't prepare anything just said something mm-hmm. in the moment. Um, but the whole Michael writing a poem, though, mm-hmm. that was huge. That was huge to see him, like, be vulnerable in that way. And I'm pretty sure in the story I've read, like, he even gets, like, kind of emotional. Like, he doesn't, like, break down and cry. Yeah. But, like, it was really huge for them to see him in that way. Mm-hmm. So, because, like Fred was saying earlier, he could be so distant from that. Yep. Yeah. Um, what does though happen at the end of the season as they're celebrating, like Phil takes the team into a separate room and tells everybody else they can't come in. And he asks everybody to go around and to say something or thank somebody. Oh. So like uh, Steve says, Steve Kerr says that he actually thanks Tony Kukoc. Oh. And like, like saying like, yeah, I don't think he explicitly says, but kind of mm-hmm. alluding to like, you don't get as much respect as you should or much credit as you deserve. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't be here without you. Mm. Everyone should have thanked MJ. 
Bill should have said thank two people. You know, one guy that you want to thank, MJ and then thank MJ. Somebody else. <laughs> yeah, MJ, and then the other guy you want to thank. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? It, we we all thank someone besides besides MJ. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, MJ, thank you. Now, everyone else, please thank somebody. Um, we didn't talk about the so so one thing too. Yeah, yeah. Before we go, um, the one argument for why MJ didn't get hungover for the food game, why he didn't participate in the cocaine circus is because as you learn, his only friends literally are his security. You know what I mean? And we didn't mention, I, I, MJ, you probably, I mean, MJ, oh my God, I should burn myself. You. <laughs> I should burn said, myself. Yeah, you I'm know hoping you were saying. talking to Say me. Again. I'm hoping you were talking <laughs> no, to me. No, you were talking to me. I'm going to change the topic. I'm going to change the topic. I'm changing the topic. I don't even want to finish this topic because I don't want either one of you to know who I might have been talking about. Hey, Brian, Jesus. Brian, thank yourself. Thank yourself, Brian. Beige Jesus. Um, oh, my God. I, I really don't want to I don't want to continue the conversation. <laughs> How's that? How about that? I'm disgusted at what just occurred here. <laughs> oh, my God. It's okay, a- man. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> You're forgiven. <laughs> it's fine, man. I'm trying to think who I want to give this to. You know what I mean? You write a poem to, to, whose head blows up the most here? You know what I mean? All right, Vic. Oh, go ahead. Vic, what's it, what, what's the security dude's name? Um, the older one that he looks uh, to as a father figure. Bet. Oh shit. Uh, Gus. Or something bet or let let L E T T S I believe. It's last Gus. name. That was his last name. Yeah, I think his first name was Gus. Gus. Yeah, yeah I think Gus you're right. Letts. I think it is Gus. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, that, that's really the point of why he probably doesn't participate in a lot of things. This is the whole argument about it. These are literally his only friends. You know what I mean? Is the people like you mentioned on a previous podcast, Vic, these are the people, the only people that are his friends are the people that just happen to be close to him. You know what I mean? Which is his security detail. Um, anytime you see him get waking up, smoking, uh, smoking a cigar, drinking a beer and playing a piano, guess who's there? His security guys. Um, and to that point, I read a story today about, um, the son of, this guy yeah who's now he's yeah 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 who, who passed away apparently when he passed, he passed away too away, yeah he passed away a, a while ago and his son actually said that mj called him called his son uh, as soon as it happened and he just and he was just he told i think jay adande uh something like they i think he gave him the quote today or, or a couple of days ago maybe that mm-hmm. just when you were in michael circle you were mm-hmm. never outside of michael circle you know what i mean but michael circle was the security yeah. detail essentially um so yeah. yeah, it was it was homies from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that he was that so he would bring a lot of his, especially when he first started. He brought a lot of his Carolina teammates, mm-hmm. who, like he he went to school with. So like Buzz Peterson is like one, mm-hmm. um, like a, a white shooting guard. So like they were constantly matching up against each other, so they became close because Buzz could never beat him anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, and then some like other guys from 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 North Carolina that he would bring out. They were like, at, at one point, they were traveling like almost with the team. Yeah. Wow. Because okay. those, were, those were Michael's boys. And then eventually that, that had to stop. Yeah. And he became so popular that he needed his own private security. Like the, yeah. the, the arena security yeah. was enough. And then that was it. Those were his guys. Yeah. yeah. But, and I mean, but, that kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense that like he would get close to those dudes because um, – you know, the other players on the team, they're still NBA players yeah. who are popular and can have a heck of a time. 
but they were on Michael Jordan. Yeah, they want to go do stuff. You know, yeah. They want to go do stuff. Like, I mean, yeah. I walk the streets and see many, you know, like, I've seen a couple, like, NBA players and stuff like that. And Jordan, if I knew Jordan, like, I would never, any, there's not one player, there's only one person I think who I would go up to, and it'd be Michael Jordan. Yeah. Right? I Like, I've seen other NBA players, I've seen other famous people, but I never stopped them to say, hey, can I have an autograph or shake their hand, whatever. Yeah. Take a picture. I, that's just not me. Jordan, I would do that. You know, yeah. I would, like, fan out, you know, yeah. hard. So, and at that time, you know, like, that would have been insane. So, those guys, you know, I could see why there, there probably was also that kind of divide because some dudes, you know, were able to enjoy celebrity. Right. But not to where, you know, if the, Jordan is stuck in his hotel room a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? If if you're Randy Brown, you are you're not getting in a lot of games, right? You gotta live it up at the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want to chill with Michael Jordan in his fucking hotel room. Yep. You yeah. want to be at the club because you got you need people to know who you are. Mm-hmm. You don't have the face recognition that Michael Jordan has. Correct. Correct. And it's also yeah. like the the Charles Barkley thing, right? Is that his bodyguards were the people that would tell people no. Yep. And, yeah. and the thing is, like, what you learn about Michael is the people he likes the most are the people that will say the things he feels like he can't. Yeah. yeah. So Charles Oakley still one of his, like, road dogs because what Char- Charles Oakley would do and say whatever the fuck he wants mm-hmm. at all times. And when he's with Michael, he does what Michael wants to do. Yeah. So if right. you want to get to Michael Fred, you got to get through Charles Oakley, right? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. a problem none of us want. Yeah. yeah. So that's why Charles Barkley still, I mean, Charles Oakley is still yeah. like one of his best friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, I, you know, yeah. Yeah. I think that does it. Honestly, I think, uh, I'm glad we talked about Gus cause I, I completely forgot to talk about him. I think they talked about him in episode nine. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. And real quick, you know, I think that's some, something that was kind of like endearing for him mm-hmm. for all like kind of his character traits of him not being close to his teammates but like you know them old heads, you know him being close to them, like this dude, yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah, I, you know, like John Michael Wozniak, yeah, man, like like you know, it did give Jordan, you know, um, I think that was something, you know, I, I was kind of it was nice seeing like how he was like down with them dudes and like you know how close he was with them, you know, it wasn't yeah. like they were just like servants, like he was, you know, he trusted them, they were his dudes, you know, so treated my people, yeah. yeah, he gave uh. Yeah. He gave Gus the game ball. Yep. Yeah. And you know how much that meant to Gus? Did you see that on his face? Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah. you could tell. That's like a hardened cop that they talked about. You know, they talk about, like, some of his exploits very, like, offhanded. Um, And, yeah, it meant a lot. Listen, I think that also paints, like, a a psychologist would look at that and wonder, you know, because he has, he gravitates towards, like, father figures. You know what I mean? And it makes you wonder about his relationship, what his relationship with his father actually was. Um, we like, we know what it is painted in the documentary. We know what it is in the books, but the way he gravitates to other people like this, um, mm. just, you know, an interesting dichotomy. Well, I mean, if you go to the beginning, you know, he said he, you know, early that he was always looking for his father's approval. Yeah. Yep. Right. right. And what, what gave him that edge was his, his father, you know, showing favor to the older son, you know, or to yeah. his brother Play. And, you know, kind of creating that rivalry and playing, yeah. you know, playing to it, you know, like, I think parents always do that, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, 
you know, sometimes I'll big up one of my kids to say, hey, you know, let's get with the program, you know, mm-hmm. not to compare, but like, hey, Tyler, you're doing so good here. Mm-hmm. And then now Lulu's going to be like, okay, let me get on my, my stuff. Yeah. You know, like that's what, you know, um, and that's what all the time. Yeah. Okay. And, and so he, you know, that that's, he, they talk about that, you know, a lot in the beginning. So him needing that, that, um, what's the word, man? Um, the recognition. Um, yeah. The recognition of an older person um, is, you know, pretty consistent, you know, during his career, you know, so having them old heads around them, I think really, you know, filled the hole, the filled the hole when his dad wasn't there. And then when his dad passed away, you know, you already hear the stories. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I think um, all, all good points. Uh, I mean, MJ is the goal. I don't really have anything else to say there. Uh, I think the doc, the documentary could have been shorter. Again, I think the last four episodes you could keep. The first six episodes you can condense into two or three, and yeah. it would have been a better experience, in my opinion. The last four are all fire. I think you know what I mean. Yeah. You you essentially pay the admission of the first six episodes to to feel the gratification of the last four. So, any last words? No, I agree. I think the I think in particular the the first four could have been two mm-hmm. the first yeah. four could have been two and then it could have been eight instead of ten mm-hmm. and i think i would have been much much happier uh i still like, i still feel a little bit weary about how the his family life wasn't brought up at all but mm-hmm. uh, i think there's something to the fact that be about the Bulls' 1998 season with a little bit mm-hmm. of, well, actually a lot of bit of sort of uh, background mm-hmm. so that you could understand, but with the purpose of understanding the 1998 season better. Yeah. So if, if, it's, if it's through that lens, right, then all the other stuff um, doesn't necessarily have to bring up, be brought up, in particular the Juanita stuff. Yeah, but I, I definitely do think because the father played such a key figure in his story, like, uh, like it, it has like I feel like you at least have to acknowledge that he wasn't a saint. Yeah, like that that there that there's some dark stuff in his past, and um, but even if you want to paint that Michael having all the success was helping that helping them get out of that dark path, mm-hmm. it's fine because that's probably true. Mm-hmm. But kind of like disregarding it all together kind of sucks. And I get that it's Michael who basically has like final say. So he's yep. not going to let because of like his almost like disillusioned love for his father. But overall, though, like I think it's very good. I probably will rewatch some of these episodes in the future. Yeah. Uh, but it could have been shorter. Gotcha. Fred? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could have been, I think I just would have rather had, like, something just on the 98 season, um, you know, and basically, and and then have maybe, like, a, just a separate bi- biography, mm-hmm. but I think he was smart in not doing it that way, because then he knew if it was going to be, a, like, a true, true biography, then he would have had to go, go into the Juanita mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. This, be, this was solely about him, MJ as a basketball player, yeah. for the most right. part. Um, you know, they don't, sh- there's hardly any pictures of his family. I don't think there are any. 
of him not even playing with a kid, which is crazy. I don't so, have any. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this is not done, like, from a third – it's not done by, like, A&E or something like that. You know, like, you know, those – those iconic ones like this is just like you could tell he had his hand in it Mm -hmm. and he wanted it just to be about him playing basketball Mm -hmm. um this is not like a 30 for third you know you could have done the 98 season as a 30 for 30 Mm -hmm. you know maybe um you know they got it looks like they have some good ones coming up um down the you know that home run derby um the home run chase Mm -hmm. you know was crazy um but uh, yeah, I think it could have been it could have been shorter. I think it, it should have been it was two separate things. It, sh- it should have just been two separate projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, one of the things again, Jordan, I think it's going to change the game, and I think we're going to see a lot more of these type of things. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to see a lot more of these ten, you know, um, ten episode type of events. You know, yeah. Yeah, well, credit to the real MJ of the documentary game is how to make a is making a murderer. Uh, what's that dude's name? Who really changed the documentary game um, by killing that woman? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Evil Genius too. Evil, Evil Genius, Genius is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw you tweet that. Evil Genius is excellent. Again, have, have of... you guys seen Don't Have for Cats? Oh no, don't oh. do it. It's oh, probably the cool. most insane documentary. Oh, I've that's ever the, seen. the best. The best. It's the best docuseries on Netflix. Don't fuck with cats. It, it, yeah, listen. It's like game six when when MJ hits that game winner, but in yeah. a negative way. And let me tell you how. Imagine creating, imagine finding out that the Joker was a real person. Yep. Don't fuck with cats is about the chase is these people chasing the Joker, the real life Joker. Trust me, watch it. And you're seeing the Joker. Oh. Really. Yeah. And, uh, and the thing is, it's almost the opposite. It's like, you want it to be over, because, but <laughs> you me. need to know what happens. So it's like, you know how he was like a, a tiger, um, tiger King. He's like, it was too long. Too long. This was too long. Each episode is giving you insane amount of information. So you feel like each episode is necessary. And you're like, oh, we'll throw that one out. No, you need them all. It's, just it's, four, a, it's four episodes, I think, right? It might be. I thought it was four, it might four be or way. five. Yeah, it could. Yeah, it's like right around there. But it's like each one is a like, holy crap. Like, it's disturbing. It's Literally disturbing. every single episode fucks you up more than the episode before it. Yep. You're like, well, this can't get any crazier. I'm glad I, you know, we jumped off the cliff in episode one. And then episode two happens. And you realize that you jumped off of the cliff into a higher cliff somehow. You know what I mean? You landed on a higher cliff. It's only three episodes. Oh, my bad. It's It's only three three episodes. episodes? That's how fucking crazy it is. Trust me. (laughs) You feel like you're... dude. That's the one. The fact that I thought it was five episodes just shows you how how much anguish I was in that. after, (laughs) After episode one... I began messaging people. Yo, have you seen Don't Fuck With Cats? Because I yeah. knew. I just knew. The, the payoff at the end of episode one is yeah. as good as The Red Wedding. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just fucking crazy. Dude, Take the three best Game of Thrones episodes, none oh, yeah. of which are in the last season, right? <laughs> and then put them in one documentary and it's Don't Fuck With Cats. <laughs> the thing is, you know how my house, you know, there's woods in the back, right? So you, you're, you, it's already creepy. Mm-hmm. I put yeah. in like probably episode one, like towards the end, 
I had to put all the shades down because I'm I, I am just like on edge. Disturbed, yeah. Of uh, and Kayla fell asleep and I was just I like I'm hearing noises. My ice machine is making all kinds of noises. Only, uh, ice machines only make noises. Ice machines only make noises when scary shit is happening on the TV. That's the one the ice <laughs> machine wanted about. Oh, no, no, no. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that? What's that? It's just the ice machine, y'all. It's just like, the ice machine talks now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's wild, bro. That, yeah. That's like Paul's refrigerator, man. Mm. It, would only, it would make the loudest noises when, when you get quiet. And yeah, I, yep. I used to tell him, I used to tell him, whoever the fuck is in there, when he gets out, we all fucking dead. No, it's, it's that 40. They still got that refrigerator. Yeah, yeah they, they still got they, the same 40 right in there. They got the same that old refrigerator English. refrigerator is like 80,000 years old. <laughs> yeah, they got the same old English 40 for the, the fifth yeah, time. Yeah, say That's not even called a refrigerator. That's called an icebox. <laughs> yeah. That's where my heart used to be. I'm sorry. Oh, yep, there you, right. there you go. There you go. Set up. And the dunk. All right, Vic, you want to go? Me and Fred are going to do a... Uh, a quick whatchamacallit. Or for you want to stick around. I don't want to offend anybody after Fred got offended after I said that we weren't going to, you know so what I mean? call him an MJ, so. Yeah. <laughs> but you know you my MJ, boo. <laughs> I can yes. see Victor just going to bed, to like. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I knew he, he was to me. I knew he, it. I he's going to drop, he's going to drop his headphones and then he's just going to flex his wrist in the air. And he's going to lean forward a little bit. Yeah, he's going to. Put his arm across. <laughs> Swipe. Yep. Shot. He's gonna do the, the on the on the banister. He's gonna do the Lakers layup. You know what I mean? He's gonna switch hands in midair when he hits the banister later. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, big peace out, man. All right, bro. Oh, oh, Yo. Uh, 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 yo. Justice for the blind, just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. Used to come in-